Oh, buddy. Okay. I don't feel funny today. Me neither. Is that okay? You want to just have like a very serious feel... talk about like, hey. So anyway, I don't know. Hey. Um, yeah, soap. <laughs> How about that? Do you have stories about soap? Who doesn't? Who doesn't have so many stories about soap? Soap stories <laughs> with Tim and Catherine. Here's what we'll do. Uh, if we're running out of stuff in the third act, we'll pull the emergency cord and start talking about soap operas instead. <laughs> Breaker Breaker 1-9, this is the Doom to Fail podcast coming down the highway into Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Got here on the radio, Tim Dobbs, and with me, as ever, my faithful co-pilot, Big Rig Catherine Cogart. Hey, Tim. Hey. Uh, Hey, how you doing? I am good, thank you for asking. Uh Uh, uh I have bad news. I really hate to start the show out with bad news. I always hate doing that. No, I'm, I'm sure it's fine. But this is, we have an open dialogue. I know. I know. That's why I'm just telling you. I'm coming out and telling you. But this isn't this isn't live. Nobody is listening. People are going to listen to this in a few days, not I mean, this isn't any this isn't a, a radio of any sort. Are you telling me that our big rig podcast truck is gonna be through Tuscaloosa <laughs> by the time anyone hears this? Yeah. Oh, well, I thought this, I thought this explains knew. why no one ever meets up with me at the meetups. <laughs> well, that and you never talk about the meetups. Mm. Yeah. All right. It's a multi-step process. <laughs> so many are. So many problems are more than one problem. <laughs> well. Oh, man. <laughs> well, as I get over that slowly. I'm here for you. I, good. Thank you. I think uh, to wash off the dirt of my misconception and off of and our sexy lady making, mud flaps, mm, uh, we might want to talk about what we're going to talk about this very episode, which is soap! Exclamation point. Okay, yeah, we can do soap! Exclamation point. I had notes for just soap, but we can do soap! Exclamation point. Is that uh, okay. soap the yeah, musical? It... <laughs> Actually, no. There was there was a show called Soap! Exclamation point. Wasn't there? Oh, I totally there was. About this. Yeah, it with had Billy Crystal. A Rodney Dangerfield, right? It had Rodney Dangerfield? Wait, what? No, maybe not Rodney Dangerfield. Hmm. You're thinking of Caddyshack. What am I thinking of? Ooh, Back to school. Need to look up the cast of Soap. Oh no. <laughs> oh, it's happening. In the meantime, <laughs> I'll do my extremely planned introduction to Soap. It had a soap very young Billy Crystal, lives. right? Yeah, Billy yeah, Crystal. Very young. Mm-hmm. He uh, he did uh, this whole um, puppet act. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, he had a whole ventriloquist thing going on. Or no, he like there, somebody's brother-in-law was a ventriloquist. <laughs> well, that's. I think you're thinking of real life. Ah, uh, oh, Jessica Tate. Oh man. Excuse okay. me. I am thinking of Burt Campbell. I don't know who that is. I don't know either, but I thought he was Rodney Dangerfield. For Does very he look long like time. Rodney Dangerfield? Uh, a little bit, I think so. Hmm. Okay. I'll take your word for it. So, anyway. We're talking once again about the famous Burt Campbell starring vehicle, Soap. Is it a vehicle that's... if it's a TV show? 
Are TV shows like uh, this? It's a vehicle if it is sort of just an excuse to have that person on screen. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, if anything, it would be a Billy Crystal vehicle, I guess. But I don't think he was really that famous no. then. No. No. Yeah. So, uh, Probably a Jessica you know, like the, Tate vehicle. Right. Or like how this, this podcast is a Catherine Cogart vehicle. Slash big rig vehicle barreling <laughs> down the highway. Well, I mean, really, it's a primary, a big rig vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> People were calling out for big rig. <laughs> so for... <laughs> big rig got a couple of supporting actors. You and me. Oh, man. Wouldn't that be the best nickname? Big rig? Uh, yes. 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 Okay. Good. Glad. <laughs> Ooh, you had me worried there. <laughs> no, it works so great because if you're actually big, it's great. If you're also actually really tiny, also great. Well, that, I mean, that's kind of guy. like a. I think Biggie Smalls also has that aspect. That's true. Well, he managed to be ironic no matter what weight he was at, or which is so great about Big that Tony or Little Frank or. I mean, tiny, tiny, um, whoever the guy from Of Mice and Men is, you know, the uh, big one, John Steinbeck. <laughs> uh, okay. So soap, <laughs> what's your favorite soap? Um, what is my favorite soap? Gosh, I'm not really a soap person. I try not to use too much soap. No. What do you use instead? You use a, a, an abrasive sandbar. Oh my God. The sand soap. Oh, I hate that stuff. Ooh. Wait, what are we talking about here when we say sand, sand soap? Sand soap. Oh, my God, no. I felt like I made that up. No, that it's is, a I, thing. I, it is a I thing. I threw together notions of weird, scratchy skincare things, and I called it a sandbar. But what <laughs> what are you talking about? Sand soap is a thing. Okay, I've seen it in two places. Okay. Uh, my third grade bathroom at what? school. Yes. Okay. It was like, you know, it was before everybody started doing foam soap. Right. It was okay. another solution to not having liquid soap, sand soap. Still not a good answer. <laughs> and uh, also in the in a bathroom in an ice cream place, it, really, really good ice cream place in Portland. Two totally disparate places. Oh, oh I think I know what you're talking about, right? You're yeah. talking about the thing where you put your hand underneath and it just drops powder into your hand? Yes. Yes, that's awful. Oh, because it's, it, so it's like having um, it's like having powdered laundry or dish detergent, but for your hands. Yes, but more. And it doesn't lather correctly. No, 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 it never totally dissolves, and then you're like have like granules in between your fingers, and I hate that feeling. Mm. But that does bring up an interesting point, which is I think uh, I think it it partially at least cleans by abrasion, just by basically like rubbing off the bits of skin on your hand that are dirty. You mean exfoliation? That's the skin term for it, yes. Well, yes. Yes. <laughs> I I warned you, I don't feel funny today. <laughs> don't feel witty at all. It's uh, This is meta funny, don't worry, it's fine. Mm. Comparatively, most soaps are chemical in their cleaning nature, right? Like, yes. I'll tell you, so when I uh, took, oh, I don't know, the first or second chemistry class I ever took, and I start getting into reaction types... And one of them is a solubility reaction, which is you, ooh, let me get this right. To react something, you, uh, you know what? It's all bullshit. Um, <laughs> uh, picking up from reaction types. <laughs> um, 
You know, okay, on the chemistry of soap, soap is actually the reason that I decided to go into uh, like a chemi- chemistry related career. Right. Okay. So maybe we did have similar experiences here because it, it was a real revelation for me to realize that's what, uh, if you talk about a solubility reaction, you're finding chemicals that either will dissolve in water or won't dissolve in water and sort of fall out as solids. Yes. And so I, that was the moment when they were going over like certain chemicals will work together, you know, salt dissolves, but sodium something else doesn't dissolve. Yeah. Um, and uh, when I was like, oh, that's what a cleaner is it's a thing that forces something else to you know when, when it reacts with the dirt the dirt is now soluble in water and gets whooshed away yeah and i mean uh, th- my experience with it is my chemistry teacher was talking about it's uh, polar non-polar substances right is what we're talking about um and you can like polar substances are like water right so water h2o it's an asymmetrical molecule so uh, it, dissolve, it dissolves other asymmetrical molecules. Look at the lady with the fancy words today. Asymmetrical, I guess. Yeah, yeah. that's fairly fancy. But that's also Ooh, like... Somebody went to college. We should all be on board with asymmetrical, I feel like. Are we all on board with asymmetrical? Some of us more than others. Some of us more than others. <laughs> anyway. Asymmetrically, if you will. And um. then non-polar molecules are like oils and they're symmetrical, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're just a, a big old symmetrical chain of stuff. Yes. And as my chemistry teacher was explaining it to me, soap is in a car- category of its own, right? Because it has one end that is like symmetrical and one end that is non-symmetrical. So it's this long wiggly thing with an asymmetrical end and a non and a symmetrical end. And the symmetrical end will dissolve the oils on your hands, which are water-based, and that's an asymmetrical end. By the way, I love the yeah. So it's sort of like a little bit of both, so it can it can work on both sides. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's a great connector. But I I love the uh, the sort of close enoughness of the idea of uh, I think it, like chemically the term you'd say is detergent, right? Or is that not it? Detergent. I guess I don't really remember. Yeah. The detergent right. is something with the properties you just discussed. Uh, but I love how well to be a detergent like when they taught us those categories of well this is polar or this is not polar. It was like, everything's one or the other. And then they were like, well, this one's so big that we can just kind of say one is one end, the other is the other end, and like, eh, whatever. Yeah. In the middle, it's fine. Don't yeah. pay any attention to the middle. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. And then that's what that's... you learn at first. And then that's all that chemistry is. And they're like, but there's this one exception, but don't worry about it. And then the next <laughs> class you take, like, actually, that everything you learned is wrong, and this is why it's not an exception. And actually, pretty much, we just need to be do solving quantum orbital equations in order to figure out which way the electrons are moving to make it all make sense. So, have fun, kids! Yeah. <laughs> and then he left the room, and I was, <laughs> I was confused at what I was supposed to do for the next 15 weeks of the semester. <laughs> but no, I actually, I think that is sort of fascinating about soap, and it also explains why certain soaps work good for certain things, or not. Really? Why do you say that? Oh, well, it depends what it's designed to pick up, right? Have you ever seen the uh, the sort of degreaser soap that uh, mechanics will often use? What's special this, about it? I believe it is made up of uh, stuff that is particularly good at dissolving nonpolar molecules. Okay. I guess I don't know exactly, but I believe that's roughly how it's designed to work. Right. As opposed to, say, you know, something that uh, is just supposed to get dirt out of clothes, which has its own series of categories interesting yeah and there's another 
type that we can discuss along with my dark secret after the break. podcast talking about soap uh jerry's still out and whether or not there's an exclamation point at the end uh, we'll figure that out as we go so before the break Catherine, we talked about soaps that work just on chemistry and you know detergents that can pull things out you know like like a magician pulling such a long scarf out of a bag that doesn't seem like it could hold it much um like that. much very much like that there's a strong visual component to this show but we also talked about, um, or no, no, nope, hang on. What did and we, didn't we, we talk about? We did Make not yet clear, talk about it. because I'm, nobody's heard it. I'm drawing a big chart over here that has things talked about, things not talked about. Okay. And we're just trying to, we're trying to get facts straight before we go on any further. <laughs> so, did we fill out the talked about section? Because now we have to fill out everything not talked about. Uh, didn't uh, talk about puppies. Cheese. Puppies. Pokemon. Uh, the Big Ben. Um, the Indian Ocean. What James what Cameron. kind of soap do you think they use for Pokemon? Do you think do you use different soaps for different types of Pokemon? That's interesting. Well, so this feeds actually directly into. Oh, I can't believe that's interesting. Um, <laughs> another kind of soap that that we come across in our everyday lives, besides uh-huh. just detergent, which works by pulling that scarf. I'm going to just loop this whole conversation again. Um. Okay. It's antibacterial soap, right? It's soap because it kills bacteria. It's not that it cleans anything. It doesn't get anything off your surface, right? It just kills stuff. Yes. Like bleach or whatever. Or alcohol. Or alcohol. Right? Let's name poisons. Um, uh, cyanide. Arsenic. Mm-hmm. Mm, nickel on. if you're allergic to it. Mango. Chocolate if you're, if you're allergic, allergic to, it. to it. Chocolate if you're a dog or a puppy. Puppy. Or a puppy. See, we always hit on puppies. No, so this makes me wonder how they how they clean Pokemon. Maybe they don't clean them. I don't know. But one of the weird things about Pokemon they did have, have we decided them. are are there non Pokemon animals in the Pokemon world or no? What's no, the consensus I... on this? Oh my goodness, I'm uh, oh. I'm at a loss. I am at a yeah. loss for words. You never see them, and they sort of sometimes treat like like in in the show they would treat. Uh, Whatever, a pidgey as though it were just like a, a pigeon. pigeon or something. Yeah, yeah. certainly. Or uh, the biggest thing I see is, uh, I see, the uh, mo- one of the most common uses of Pokemon as just normal wildlife is like hawks, like sort of hawks. flying overhead. They're like hawk Pokemon. Yeah, Hawkmon. Hawkmon? I think that was a Digimon, actually. Mm, probably, yes. Here is the question this all raises, though. Whoa, what question Vis-a-vis does it raise? Vis-a-vis antibacterial soap. Okay. Are there microscopic Pokemon that create a sort of poke microbiome on all of the Pokemon? Okay, okay. Here's, we really need to break this down. Okay, bacteria, not in the animal kingdom. True, that's true. true they they are, 
they uh true, absolutely true. They How? belong in a separate domain, I think. But oh my god, there are plants though. There are Pokemon plants. But there are also non-Pokemon plants. There are non-Pokemon plants like everywhere. Right. Yeah, just trees and stuff. <laughs> huh. All right. Okay. Interesting. So, I think I think everything in the animal kingdom you can catch. Mm-hmm. There uh maybe there's just they're like animals that have cam like they're like stick bugs, right? They look like plants, but it's just camouflage. Wait, wait, wait. I just realized something. That means there are only 150 kinds of animals in the poke world. <laughs> or I guess no, that's true. They have expanded greatly since then. Yeah. But under a thousand still, which is uh, such a remarkable <laughs> lack of biodiversity. And that evolutionary track is insane. Yeah. I mean, okay, wait a second. Further, you there's also the me. implication that they were all invented by scientists because of the first episode. The first, where, uh, tell me more about this first episode. The first episode of Pokemon, which Ash is very excited to start catching Pokemon, but he's a little bit young and kind of a doofus, so he sleeps in. And all of the mm-hmm. Squirtles uh, and Charmanders and, uh, and Bulbasaur and Bulbasaurs yeah. were all taken, because those are all the, those three are the starting Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And all that's left is a sort of a Pikachu that doesn't Pikachu. work very well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's stuck with this shitty Pikachu that he has to take with him. Uh, and the Pikachu's kind of a jerk to him. Yes. But that is the story as I recall it. Okay, good. He's This Pikachu is given to him by the scientist who says, oh, I'm all out of normal Pokemon. And he's like got this expansive lab that it looks like he's doing some genetic engineering in. I'm just saying. Yeah. You're right. He must be. For a number of reasons. Because, I mean... I guess he could just be collecting them. Like, you know, uh, a okay. naturalist, for instance, may... Catching many they of them, They are a scientist, perhaps? but they also collect them. What? They also catch many of them. Perhaps not all of them, but definitely many of them. They gotta, right? They, they gotta. They it's their, it's their the career prerogative. <laughs> all of them, if they can. They I mean, feel the need to capture most of them. <laughs> majority i suppose they could specialize <laughs> what are these scientists doing in the poke universe it doesn't make any sense how why are they even scientists why why are there even scientists well okay <laughs> all right let's let's just back way way up <laughs> the thing that is yes. most troubling to me about all of this is that none of these logical in- inconsistencies occurred to me until just now <laughs> and i spent much of elementary school obsessed with pokemon clearly not the plot points though yeah just just the real basic serotonin feedback response. You know what I think would be great though is you're doing like a like a kids biology course and you spend like a week just discussing Pokemon and why it's unrealistic. <laughs> Cuz I think the kids would get into that. <laughs> no, I think you know now that I mentioned um now to mention it, we could probably put together an entire curriculum based on poke learnings. Poke so learnings. for instance how should you clean your Pokemon? So what kind of soap do we need to use? Well, you know. certainly different soaps for different uh, Pokemon, right? Exactly. A ground type and electric type are going to need very different. In oh, fact, yeah. Uh, uh, so an electric type, you may not want to wash at all with water. Do it more of a dry cleaning way. Uh, You're or possibly like a chemical as we... wash? Yeah, a chemical wash. Okay. Um, or, or perhaps, because, because the real problem with the electric Pokemon is that they are conductive, uh, perhaps do it as we talked earlier. Uh, you do an abrasive bath or like a chinchilla 
you know, just sort of roll them in dust. It'll the <laughs> abrasion will knock off much of the bigger dirts, and then the the oil or the uh, dirt itself will observe absorb bits of oil. Or you could do it like uh, I'm sure they get really really hot generating all that electricity. So mm. you could do like an oven cleaner's type of situation where you put some sort of pre oven coating, and then you just turn their temperature up really high and uh, let yeah. them cook it out. Have them sit inside a uh, highly insulated box and just like charge off electricity. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, is the Pokemon is an electric Pokemon's body function like a resistor, like a classic uh, resistor? I don't understand that... electricity. Electricity is magic, especially well, when it v comes equals to equals IR. You have to understand. So the current flowing through the Pokemon's body is going to be uh, the voltage difference between the Pokemon and the air uh, divided by the Pokemon's resistance, uh, roughly. Uh, we'll say that's good. Well, what it's... makes something arc, though? Because there's lots of electrical arcs. Right. Well, a very high voltage. Um... Very high voltage. Right. Right. Because otherwise, because uh, the air acts as an insulator. Right. Right. So to cause those electrical arcs, they have huge voltages. I mean, because yeah. some, sometimes those are, I mean, it's like legitimately lightning that they generate sometimes. Yeah. That's why I'm thinking huh. oven cleaner. Yeah, they must get really hot. And Ash is so like just going cleaner. up picking up as Pikachu right afterwards. I don't know what that's about. Yeah. Well, maybe they have some highly advanced cooling methods as well. God, Ash gets electrocuted like once every ten episodes episodes or so. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's just used to it. I don't know. Must you know, be. if you get electrocuted in the right way, it's it's okay, depending on the voltage level. Well, here's the thing. He's normally hugging the Pikachu, and then it electrocutes him. Right. Man, that Pikachu's a jerk. Right? That's what I'm telling you. It's an obstinate Pikachu. It was the leftover Pikachu. Hmm. I think the explanation mm -hmm. was that it was an experimental Pikachu. Which implies right, because... that he was doing experiments slash, like, creating it. You know, that is phenomenal. I mean, I just feel like their society should have gone farther. If, if their level of genetic engineering is to the point where they just like, oh, I'm just going to clone up a new Pikachu... I mean, that's incredible, right? Like, we're nowhere near that level. We have trouble making microbes with very simple genomes do really basic different things. You know, like, uh, we're just going to swap out a couple of genes and then, you know, randomly have them evolve so that we can see what works and what doesn't and whatever. And don't get me started on the way Pokemon evolve. <laughs> well, the thing we have to remember about the Pokemon world is that it's a society in decline. The entire youth is stuck traveling the globe. None of them are going to school. None of them are getting an That's education. True. They're just catching animals. School of hard knocks. <laughs> None of them really understand how their Pokeballs work. Yeah, I mean, do, do you think that it's it's a case of they've already reached, like, the highest possible level. They've solved all their problems, right? So they, they can feed themselves and uh, basically provide enough electricity for their, or enough general case energy for their society yeah. ad infinitum. And, and so they sort of just generated this game now because everything's, all the systems are working smoothly. So now they just yeah. have to make this sort of way for people to pass the time. Bro, oh, Nurse Joy is a robot, and she's just replicated in every city, right, as well right, as the right, police right, right. woman. And the police woman—that makes a lot of sense, right? Because yeah, now it's it's the Wall-E situation where the technology is taking care of the people, yeah. And then to keep them busy, they create this world of collecting 150 randomly genetically made monsters. 
Yes. And we should not forget that they are literally monsters. <laughs> it's in the name. Pocket monsters. <laughs> They're little monsters, though. Yeah, it's cute. All right. We have a lot to think about. And we'll be doing that in the break. Especially about and I soap. promise no more Pokemon after the break when we come back. <clears throat> oh, working out some heavy stuff here. Yeah, we are. Oh, man. We're, we're tackling the heavy issues here. We should, we should just do Pokemon every episode. That's what I've been telling you. The PokeCast. Here, yeah. How, how far do you think the PokeCast would get? If it was just, and the tagline is like, um, uh, I don't know. It's, it's either discovering our world through the lens of Pokemon or vice versa. on the Doom to Fail podcast, talking about soap. So, I, I, when I first moved uh, after college, I moved across the country, across this great land of you ours. Did. Your land, you my did. land. Yeah, so I, I, I moved from uh, the Coney Island to the Redwood Forest, I think. Is that how that goes? I mean, that's Opposite. the closest I, approximation, yeah. Yeah, I did the anti-Woody Guthrie route. Um, <laughs> and uh, mostly in that mostly in that i uh shouted at my fellow man instead of singing to him or about him <laughs> on the trip uh yeah it was a real hate tour redwood hate tour forest, 2010 if the redwood forest like gets destroyed or chopped down or more likely burned down and coney mm -hmm. island is pretty much shut down at this point what are we gonna do we're gonna have to change the song yeah from the um from the new york tech sector to the silicon valley tech sector <laughs> This yet land is about diversity. <laughs> good. Yeah, good. We should we should have more sarcastic folk songs. <laughs> Can I just say it's a good thing I didn't write folk songs. They would be extremely <laughs> snarky and sarcastic. A lot less yeah, a lot less patriotism going on in these ones. <laughs> sarcastic so. cynicism. That's what our anthem would be. <laughs> they could be called sarcastic cynicism. Yeah, it would be, uh, you know, uh, the United States of America, and then the motto is boo, but in Latin, <laughs> which I think is probably still boo, but. <laughs> um, so, when I moved across, I, uh, as as these moments often are, large periods of change, the, the turning of pages from the end of a chapter to read the new chapter heading, in which our hero finds himself in a new state. What's the name uh, of the new chapter? New um... Oh, I don't like chapter names. I actually oh, like it when like it's a number. number, but I also I do like brief synopses that start in which our hero. I don't know. I don't know why. Because you like nineteen twenties science fiction dime novels. I do. Yes. <laughs> uh, that could be why. I mean, what do you feel? But do you think chapters ought to be titled? I find when there's a title, I just kind of look for the event that like signifies that title all the time. I don't really look for the event like a crazy person because mm. I have M&Ms to organize. I mean, yeah, you can't <laughs> waste time. 
So when I moved, uh, those those times get to be they stuck they stick in your head, right? And one of the first things I had to buy when you move into a new apartment was soap, right? Because like otherwise it's just gross. Um, and so I bought this soap from Target, and it smells like a really particular way. And also because it's from Target, it's very common. And so now whenever I use soap that smells like that, I'm like brought back to this time. And so this is another thing about soap is that it smells very particular. And so in addition to antibacterial, we've got your detergent factor. Now we also have a perfume factor. Do you have any particular soaps uh, that you'd like to uh, engage in this conversation about? Soaps that I'd like to engage in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Be express. Love, I love what soaps do I love? I really like foam soaps because I hate soap scum. Hate it. Hate soap it, scum? Hate it. Hate it. You know, well, okay, maybe you don't know because you know how to use soap like a human being, but some people don't mm-hmm. know how to use soap. Is what I'm saying. Some people don't know how to use soap. And then they like are they go to the sink to wash their hands and then it's like palm five times and there's so much soap and then the soap gets everywhere and like a week later you've got this disgusting sink that's covered in soap scum so wait wait so that's just when the soap uh the water has sort of evaporated out of the soap and all you have left now is sort of the detergenty parts yes just kind of stuck there technically hygienic but disgusting and it's ironic, right? Because now it's 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 dirt that is made of the very thing meant to clean the dirt. It's like Alanis Morissette wanted to have a baby and then birth the dog. That's ironic, right? Oh yeah, that was a weird song. <laughs> Boy, the nineties. That coffee house scene was something else. Uh, Dogs being birthed out of ladies everywhere. <laughs> it was it was a verifiable Pokemon level of genetic ungodliness. Agreed. It really was. But you're right. You absolutely you need to measure the pumps of soap correctly. And that's something I have to learn every time I come across a new soap pumper. I like the and, automatic dispensers. Mm, I, like I don't like that. I like to have agency. made for me. See, I don't need that. That's, I like to tinker. You I don't like to like tinker that with my soap levels. Well, sometimes I want a pump and a half, you know? Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't need this hygienic paternalism. Some people do. <laughs> well, I mean, you're not really advancing the uh, the feminist agenda here, Catherine. Oh, I just want... I didn't say if it was a man, a man or a woman. I just want a man to take care of me and tell me how much soap to use. Figuring out how much soap to use. I just think some people don't know how to use how much soap. So let's see. Your pumps. Yeah, the foaming I like, definitely. I think, I don't know, smell to me is a big deal. Because okay, here's the other thing. What about what about like a hospital smell? Isn't that the worst? Oh, like yeah. when it smells like a... Yeah. Ugh, why do they even make that soap anymore? I like they know. should have stopped and switched it out. Dude, So that like no, only one generation has a collective memory of a certain smell. You know when you find, like, for example, you spend a lot of time in an area and then you've had with like several bathrooms, like a campus, for example, college campus, great example. Mm-hmm. And you find a place like a bathroom that has a really nice soap. And you're like, oh, I'm yes. in that neck of the mint woods. Better go to that bathroom. <laughs> Gotta find it out, yeah. Oh, no, it's a, it's a great part of the experience. Yeah. I like that. I like that. No, it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. It's a, uh, it, it's like one of those commercials targeted at ladies trying to uh, make people think that their shampoo is good for, is, is similar to a spa experience. 
I have that experience when I wash my hands in certain bathrooms. Where <laughs> it's just like there's colors and shapes all around me, and I just feel like I'm indulging and and treating myself right. I don't I don't know if you know what a spa experience is. There's no colors and no, shapes around never. you at the spa. Huh? What have I been doing? I I don't know acid. Hmm. Well, whatever it is, it's pretty great. All right. All right. <laughs> well. <laughs> All right. Well, clearly I have some things to go sort out, and I imagine you do too. Or at the very least, you have some soap scum to go clean off your counter. Better not. Oh, and we didn't even touch on the ridiculousness and incompetency of putting a hard bar of soap out in a public place. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I know. It's uh, embarrassing. These like basic facts about how things work. <laughs> All right. Deep cleansing breath. I'm going to go to the spa, whatever that may be. The spa in quotes, yes. And uh, if you'd like, come on back next week and uh, we'll have a little bit more Doom to Fail. But no pressure. And until then, that's Catherine Cogan over there. Tim Dobbs over here. Bye. Bye. Put down your phone and I'll tell you what's happening next. Honey, you're passing the test. She sees what she wants to see